KRCL, Salt Lake City. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. Welcome to Radioactive, a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives every weeknight at 6 p.m. Hi, I'm Ma Black, and tonight for Radioactive producer Laura Jones, I am going to be taking the wheel. On today's show, we have um, a very, very, very uh, special group of guests. We're going to be talking about mental health and um, the stigmas in our community. We also have live music and much more. We'll have somebody that is going to come and tell us about Film Mexico and what is happening next month. So thank you so much. And uh, for rallies and resources, I know on social media we have seen quite a bit of um, events for Day of the Dead. And I will be posting those with the show uh, notes later for you. These events are most likely going to be taking place at the end of the month and at the beginning of November. So thank you for joining me and um, let your friends know that we're having a really, really important conversation tonight. So tonight on the show, I want to introduce first um, a friend and a woman that is powerful and also has helped a lot in the community. So she's here to talk to us about uh, mental health and what's happening in her community. Welcome to Radioactive, Rosalva. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so happy to be here and just converse today about what Ma's wanting to talk about, mental health. That's right. We also um, are having or joining us in the studio, we are going to talk about how mental health also affects men. Because that is something particular in our community that we do not want to talk about, right? That's right. So tell us who you are. Just get closer to the mic. Just, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I know that mental health is, it's, it's, it's one of those taboo topics, especially among the Hispanic Latin community. So just happy to be a par- uh, part of the conversation. Thanks thank, for having us. Well, thank you for being here. And you all know that this is Heritage Month, right? A lot of people call it Hispanic. I'd rather call it Latino, Mexican, Colombian, Colombian, Chilean. And we have all the United Nations here at the studio from Latin America. So that's right. we're going to have live music tonight from uh, an artist that's very talented that I've seen in many, many places. And his name is Jean-Pierre. Welcome to the studio. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here and be able also to give my opinion in, in this, uh, you know, this aspect. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed uh, what we have prepared for you guys today and also the music that I want to provide for you. Absolutely. And remember, KRCL is your music discovery radio station. So let's let's jump right into what we're here to talk about, right? And um, I was giving this a lot of thought because on um, October the 10th was the World Mental Health Day, mm-hmm. awareness. Mm-hmm. And let's start this conversation. Um, 
Gabriel, Gabriel, mm -hmm. I want to start with you sure. because when I uh, extended out the invitation, you mentioned that you wanted, and not to put you on the spot, sure, right? Sure. But <laughs> mental health. Okay. So first of all, I want to mm -hmm. say that we need to remove one word from it when we talk about it, or where we when we address this topic, it's shame, mm -hmm. right? Right. It's it's just so interesting. I I'm, I'm speaking from from a personal experience, but I know so many of my friends that uh, they they go through situations. You know, life always hits us, and and we all have different ways of coping with uh, different situations. But I what I have observed in my circle of, uh, of of folks that I associate with is that a lot of these guys are afraid of asking for help. Les da vergüenza. I don't know why. See, and and, and I think... They don't bother anybody. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and I think part of it is the, the, the machismo See. that a lot of us, you know, have ingrained in our culture growing up. Um, and I think that's that's something that we, we should be talking more about. Absolutely. And Rosalva, I mean, before the show, we were talking about what Gabriel just mentioned and in the Mexican community, it is very no, it is it has been normalized for generations that when the boys are crying or they want to express their feelings, what is what is the typical thing that we hear the parents say to these boys? No llore. No llore. Don't cry. Mm -hmm. Don't cry. Sí. Seas hombre. Así no es. Mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. it's it's really challenging as a parent to to teach my little one that it's okay to cry mm -hmm. or to remember to say, do you need a hug? Mm -hmm. Come here. Let's just cry together, or, you know, cry in my arms. And sometimes as a, I mean, as a Latina mom, I mean, it's really hard because you just, Cállese. Uh -huh. you know, like you just really, really want to react because yeah. that's how we were taught, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. To kind of sit there, look pretty, but don't have any emotions. Don't make a show. Yeah. Don't in make Colombia, a show. Is it the same thing in Colombia, Gabriel? Oh, 100%. So one of the things that Mexican moms and dads, especially, that mm -hmm. I heard growing up was you have to be a macho, yeah. right? You, like, macho yeah. is like, uh, what, what would you say macho is in English? Um, Toxic masculinity. Yes. Patri <laughs> patriarchy. Yes. The patriarchy. Right there. There we go. So how did you were finally like, okay, this is, this is mental health. Mm-hmm. I either need to seek help or I need mm -hmm. to be better educated and informed about what I'm going through. For me, it started when I started going through um, things in my life that were beyond my control. And I had the, 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 the opportunity to, to handle things in either a healthy way <laughs> or a non-healthy way. Mm. Um, and, and that's where I, I, I found myself just telling myself, I, I need to talk to a professional. I, I need to connect with someone at a pain level so I can work through these emotions that I'm going through right now. And, and man, shout out to my therapist, Roberto, if you're, if you're hearing me, man, shout out. Um, learning a lot about working through those emotions and especially in our culture yeah. we are taught to put our parents in a pedestal mm. we in 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 latin culture in japanese culture we mm -hmm. we we revere our parents and part of the healing process is acknowledging that yes you can hold your parents to a high regard but you can also 
acknowledge the fact that one parent may not have been a good parent growing up, and that's mm -hmm. that's part of the process to allow your inner child to heal. Mm -hmm. So it's a um, it's a process, and I'm just glad that uh, more and more men are talking about childhood trauma because mm -hmm. those first relations that you have with your parent they are the foundation to the other relationships that you have wow. with people in your life. So that's if so you true. are not making amends with whatever childhood trauma you went through, that's not going to get you very far in developing relationships with folks, you know, in, in the future. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's sort of my, my um, experience thus far. I think it's very, sorry, I was going to say, I'm, I'm piggyback on that. I think it's very similar for women and Latina women, right? We, we are regarded to hold it together, mm -hmm. that we know it all. And I think, um, and shout out to my therapist, Elaine, mm -hmm. you know, she and I have really like ventured in into that relationship that I've had even with my own mother and, and just identifying that she was 15, mm what the heck did she know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it was children having children and, mm -hmm. and, um, and really just kind of making amends with that, that she, yeah. you know, she really didn't have the tools and opportunities. I think that we do now, mm -hmm. um, in this generation and in that progression and why she came to the States, right? Like right. why our families came here and what that meant and mm -hmm. to see the future. And, and, Mental health wasn't a part of that plan. Right. Mental, we didn't have time for it. You, and, and still, I think to this day, it's kind of, if I were to tell her, hey, let's go to therapy, she'd be like, what? Estás loca. Well, mm -hmm. you're crazy. Yo no voy a ir. Yo no voy a ir. That's, for, that's for crazy people, right? Well, for crazy people. And I think more now, it's a little bit, we're, we're, we're a little bit more open to the idea as a family, but we're still struggling and we don't talk about it. Yes. You know, I think she would die if she knew I was on yeah. the show. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, thank you yeah. for that, Rosalba. Yeah. I really like what you said. Yeah. And do you feel, Gabriel, that maybe this new discovery is also part of us breaking those generational traumas? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think as, as immigrants, we, we come to a new country um and part of that process is being an, on fight or flight mm -hmm. mode when you're on fight or flight mode you don't you you neglect parts of yourself yes and i think personally i'm at that point in my life where i um i'm reflecting and looking back at those experiences and and trying to heal um parts that have been neglected for so long and i think and I find comfort knowing that so many folks, especially the younger generation, are so aware mm -hmm. and self-aware, mm -hmm. and they want to end that generational cycle of trauma. And I'm snapping my fingers because I so believe in what you said just now. And I think sometimes people see us and they're like, okay, immigrants, the ones that like us, sure. are here to contribute. But we are forgetting that very important transition of coming here it doesn't mm -hmm. matter how we came in airplane by the desert i don't right. care we're here mm -hmm. who talks about those things and then we get hit by covid and yep. then we get hit by a president that was obviously anti-immigration right so we have one thing after another after another piling on us while we need to work we need to be resilient we need to be strong and we forget about that part, right, Rosalba? Yes. Mm -hmm. And 
I mean, from COVID, I, I still feel like, are we really out of that yet? I don't know if you ever feel like that. I don't. I, I think emotionally I'm not. <laughs> you're not ready? No, no. I think, yeah. I think we, like, as a community, as a whole, we've, we've, we've been through so much. Yeah. Right? There's just been back-to-back-to-back crises. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that we've collectively had a moment to look back and take a deep breath. Yes. Yeah. I think the pandemic gave us an opportunity to kind of look at ourselves mm-hmm. and we didn't want to, right? Mm-hmm. It was kind of scary. Mm-hmm. And I know it I know for me personally it did. It my traumas that I was holding back onto and and you know everything else, all my demons came out in a different way and I really had to face them. I really had to say, you know what, it's time. I'm I'm an elected official. I can't, I have to be, I have to present all the time. I have to be ready and, and ready to go. And if I wasn't able to take care of what I needed to with my trauma, then I couldn't be an elected official. I couldn't mm-hmm. be a parent. I couldn't be a wife. And I had to really sit down in my emotions and really just see them raw. And that was really hard. And it's still really hard. And it's not easy, but I think one key factor, too, is finding someone that you're comfortable with, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always say, like, therapy should be the place that you go and you just dump everything. Yes. 100%. And then walk away. Yeah. Walk away. You're Yes, it, it, you have to pay for the process. And that's a whole other issue, you know, the, yes. the, the barriers the barriers that come with yes. the availability to therapy, you know, the access to therapy. Mm-hmm. But you're paying somebody to listen to you. Right. Why would you why would you emotionally dump that onto your to your spouse? Exactly. Or your kids. Or your kids. Oh, yes. And you brought a very important point as a councilwoman and these barriers that we face. How is your community just to dissect the 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 disparities that we live as Latinos not finding easy access to therapy or mm-hmm. it's not affordable? What have you perceived in your community as a councilwoman? Are there any resources? You know, um, what I have found is, you know, telehealth has become very accessible. And with that, there are programs that are available. And I don't know if, I don't know what's actually available. I guess that's more of a question for you is, you know, what, what are available? What is the availability? I know Comunidades Unidas can help with some programs. Mm -hmm. Um, I know the state has some programs and probably the county as well. So the county behavioral services. Yeah. But that the, the population that they mainly work with are individuals that are in crises. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a spectrum of, of service providers. Mm -hmm. And, and I think the, the challenge is, is finding one place where you can sort of sort through all of those different, resources that exactly. are available to you depending on, on, on what is the need for you personally. Yeah. So one of the things talking about resources, um, 988, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It just, it, it went nationwide. Mm-hmm. And that to me just speaks loudly about the need to address mental health. Yeah, I think it's a global crisis. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's call, maybe call it different things. You know, I'm depressed right. or I'm sad or I can get right. out of this, you know, black the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the fact is that people, first of all, are talking more about it. Mm-hmm. They're starting to feel a, a little bit more comfortable about it. Yeah. And I always think about our communities. Are we seeing these messages in Espanol? 
You know, mm. one thing that stood out to me and to follow up on that question, um, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration in 2020 reported that only 35.1% of Latinos with mental health conditions received professional help to take mm. care of that mental mm-hmm. health condition. And to me, that's that's a testament of the of the stigma that's still so prevalent. Yeah. And I think a stigma in the United States in general. In general, right. Because if, if we, looking at it a policy side, if we cared about mental health, mm-hmm. we would have provided that service just like yes. any other services, WIG, mm-hmm. whatever it may mm-hmm. be, you know, mm-hmm. we would have provided that service a long time ago. And I think that's the real problem is mm-hmm. why are we not supporting that in policy? Why are we not finding bipartisan you know, legislation to support mental health. Exactly. And it's and it's been a real struggle even at the municipality level is seeing, you know, the the police have to respond to it and they respond to it in a different way than the fire department responds to it. And the fire department will respond to it as a crisis, but they're in numbers yeah. and they can bring somebody down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we are not... We are waiting for the problem to happen versus... Exactly. We're addressing the root addressing, cause of it. Yes. The root and I mean, I don't even want to jump into suicide rates in the state of Utah, oh. especially with our youth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is this should really be the health crisis oh, for of sure. our state. And Agreed. it should be addressed at every level, mm-hmm. just like you're mentioning, Rosalba. Well, um, I want to take a break because yes. um, this is getting pretty intense and it, 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 it must get intense because mm-hmm. this is where this important conversations start happening. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that all the gente, our gente that are listening to the show today are going, you know what? I don't know how to talk about this, but there are these resources. Mm-hmm. There are these people on the radio talking about it and they're not embarrassed. They're not calling it, you're being dramatica or loca. No, this is mental health. So we're going to take a little break. We're going to go to live music with Jean-Pierre. I want to introduce this amazing musician. He is a performer um, that, I mean, he plays everywhere. And I'll let you tell tell all of you a little bit about what's happening later on the show. But Jean-Pierre, welcome, welcome to Radioactive. I am super happy that you accepted the invitation and you brought your amazing music. Thanks uh, so much. Tell us Thanks a little bit about yourself and also what are you playing right now? Um, yes, I'm a singer and guitarist. Um, I do have a, a band uh, in fusion rock, and at the same time, I, I present myself as a soloist, like Jean Pierre Music. Uh, I perform in many restaurants, uh, private parties, and around the valley, uh, also corporate parties. So this is my full-time job, and I love it. <laughs> Wonderful. And we discussed a little bit about the topic that we were going to address today, and mm-hmm. we discussed about which songs would be kind of like we'll go with the show tonight. So exactly. tell us about this song. Yeah, this song is uh, Te Para Tres. It's mm-hmm. a Soa Stereo, one of, me, uh, one of my favorite bands uh, in Spanish, uh, rock bands. Uh, I will say my favorite. Um, unfortunately, uh, uh, Gustavo Cerati, he's no longer with us, mm-hmm. but uh, his legacy in the music uh, is still in our DNA, you know? So this is something that he composed, and I believe this was uh, his favorite uh, song he composed when his father passed away. And it's, uh, he remembers uh, when he used to have a, una taza de té, mm-hmm. uh, a tea cup with his family, his mom and his dad. And it talks about that. So, um, and it's, I believe it's also one of your favorite Oh, Aris. yes. Yes. Cerati's <laughs> like, uh, just like 
I don't know, our Freddie Mercury of Latin America. That would be Gustavo Cerruti. Well, I love it. So thank you for bringing Te Para Tres here on Radioactive. This is Jean-Pierre. Thank you for listening. sobre el mantel la lluvia derramada un poco de miel un poco de miel no basta el eclipse no puede pasar llegó nuestras miradas te vi que llorabas te vi que llorabas por él Center and the Coalition of Religious Communities is collecting diapers, sizes 4, 5, and 6, during the month of October to donate to organizations that serve homeless families. For more details, visit crossroadsurbancenter.org C-O-R-C. Support for KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru and the Subaru Love Promise, a partnership with local nonprofit organizations to support and strengthen our community. Now accepting applications for 2023 nonprofit partnerships. More information on Mark Miller Subaru's love promise and application process at markmillersubaru.com. Join KRCL tonight at Broovies in Salt Lake City for Music Meets Movies with the film Studio 666. In this horror comedy gore fest, the Foo Fighters rent a mansion to record their much anticipated 10th album. Unbeknownst to them, the mansion is haunted. That's Music Meets Movies tonight at Broovies in Salt Lake City for Studio 666. Tickets at the door at 6.30, movie at 7.30. More information at krcl.org. Welcome back to Radioactive. Coming up at 7 p.m., it's Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman. Thursday night, Psych Out! with DJ Mike at 8 p.m. Gianni Walks the Dirty Boulevard starting at 10.30 p.m. I Don't Sound Like Nobody with Rick at 1 a.m. and Illustrated Blues with Jolene at 3 a.m. 
Every weekday, every weekday morning at 6 a.m., John Florence greets you with a brand new day. And remember, tomorrow it's the first day of I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it Fall Radiothon. Yeah, why not? So remember to donate and, um, yeah, be part of the KRCL family. Well, tonight on the show, we are talking about something that is very important to our community and every community out there, mental health and the stigmas. And the first part of our show, we discuss a little bit about how hard it is to break into uh, breaking those generational traumas, talking about... Uh, being brave as uh, male, female, and address those subjects that in our communities, sometimes boys are not allow allowed to feel, cry, or express themselves at all. So in the studio, we have one of the resources that are already available to everybody in our community, and the most important thing in Espanol. So that first barrier Forget about it. You have access to these services. Welcome to the studio, Gina. Tell us uh, your full name, what organization you are coming from, and then we'll get we'll jump right in that. Absolutely. Good evening. I would like to uh, introduce myself. Uh, my name is Gina Toledo. I work for the Multicultural Counseling Center. I'm a mental health therapist and the executive director for the agency, um, and we do serve uh, the Hispanic community mostly. Okay, perfect. And how long have you been part of this organization? I've been with the organization for two years and a half. Okay, and what is your role or what kind of services um, can people have access to by reaching out to Multicultural? Yes. Behavioral Mul Center. Uh, Multicultural Counseling Center. Counseling Center. Yes. Okay. Uh, we're located in West Jordan and what the people that, you know, come and reach out to us, they can actually seek services for therapy. So we have mm. therapy therapists on staff. They're mm -hmm. fully bilingual. Uh, we also have the skills counselors or behaviorists, uh, and they help uh, individuals that are, that are participating in therapy, and they collaborate with their therapists to be able to help people practice the skills that they need to be able to succeed when they're in treatment and also, you know, kind of phase out of treatment at a faster rate. And then we have the family supportive services, which entails uh, case management and peer support. Mm -hmm. So we do help individuals navigate all of those difficult systems, uh, like the judicial system, food stamps, Medicaid. Wow. Okay. You know, so, and then the peer support is to help individuals kind of process and help them uh, when they are going through crisis or they just want to express their emotions and they don't have anybody else. So they're like mentors, emotional mentors. That's mm -hmm. fantastic. So for the people that are listening right now and they're like, maybe it's time for me to seek help. How do, get, how do they get a hold of you? How do they reach out to your organization? Absolutely. They can go to the Multicultural Counseling Center's website. Uh, they just have to Google that, mm -hmm. and they will take them ex directly to our, our services. Um, I don't have the number on me right now, but we can definitely uh, give that to you a little bit later. Gabriel here is like right he's, on, right he's on right task. right on. I can <laughs> see that. <He's> yes. <laughs> so um, tell us why, in your opinion and your experience, do you feel like it's hard in our communities to address those topics, to break the stigma and to talk about why are you sad, mijo? Like we notice that something's going on with maybe our teenager at home. He's not leaving his room. 
He's not excited about the activities that he used to like before. Um, how do we how do we help the moms and the parents that are listening? Maybe how do we teach them how to talk to their kids about those important topics? Yes, absolutely. The first barrier is actually in the home. Uh, we do carry a lot of cultural history, mm -hmm. uh, generational trauma, and the stigma has been transplanted in our community from generation to generation to generation. So that could be very difficult. Uh, there is also an issue of acculturation when individuals move to a new place, like the United States from the native country, uh, the perception they have about mental health. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of the first stigmas is you do not talk about that. That's a taboo. Like, mm -hmm. we don't want other people to think that we have a problem. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they tend to put it under the rug. Mm -hmm. um, and because they come in with that mentality, they move here, and then they don't know how to approach these issues, right? So their teenagers, their kids start going into school, into high school, uh, and they start seeing a, a diverse approach to it, and mm -hmm. they're confused. Parents don't, the, the language barrier is a big deal yeah. because sometimes it's hard to communicate with the teachers, with the counselors mm -hmm. in the school. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes the schools do not understand the Hispanic culture, you know, the the that's a big one yeah so they don't they don't know how to navigate that um, sometimes parents don't know how to express what they're experiencing at home or they don't want to yeah. uh, they refuse or resist um, so definitely a lot of psychoeducation I think we are lacking a lot of programs out there that can support parents mm -hmm. to understand how their own perception and trauma can influence their their uh, you know how they're communicating with their kids uh, you know, their parenting style. Yes, and you mentioned so many important things on your response that my brain's going, okay, where do I start? You mentioned being a problem. Mental health, we perceive that, or some people in our community and maybe other communities perceive having that as a problem. Why do you, why do you think that is? And I don't mean to put you on the spot, and maybe if you, you both want to pitch in here and give your comments I'm I'm open to that but why do you think specifically in our community when we have a family member that's depressed first of all there's a lack of empathy mm -hmm. and understanding yes. right and then it's like that's a problem yes so it is it's a problem because they're chastised uh, individuals that express having an issue with mental health they're put aside, they're belittled, they're labeled. Uh, you know, families separate from, from other family members because they're experiencing these type of symptoms. They don't understand them. Mm -hmm. They think they're crazy. Yeah. Or they also think, well, if I'm gonna go seek psychotherapy or go see a psychologist, a therapist, I must be crazy. That's only for crazy people. Mm -hmm. But that is not true. Mm -hmm. We all need therapy yeah. to a certain extent, you know, because there is so many messages out there, subtle and actually straightforward, that actually actually influence, mm -hmm. right, that this balance. So I think that is what the problem is, yes. you know, it's one of them. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Gina. Do you want to please yeah. step in? Mm -hmm. I think for, for me personally and, and my experience and what I've witnessed even within my own family is... Um, <coughs> they want to pre present in a way, right, that there's nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. 
We mm-hmm. are assimilating just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And we are trying to be a part of this new culture and new community. And we are going to act as such. Yeah. And that's kind of where I've seen a lot of that conversation. Because we are very open about it in our ho- household. My mother-in-law was a psychologist. So we are we are very open and and it's and it's hard to talk about that with my family and to say you know what our kids are ADHD. Mm-hmm. Ay, por qué dices eso? Yeah. You know why would you say that? No, es déjalo, déjalo. Ay, pobrecito, pero déjalo. And it's yeah. it's like no, we need to be able to provide him and and for them to be success successful and for myself too to to break that barrier and the stigmas that I've learned and. And even my tías would tell me, tú tienes que tener las ganas más que un, que un hombre. And that's really hard to hear as a kid and to yeah. grow up and think, I need to suppress my own feelings and what I'm doing for myself and never talk to them about it. Um, but yet be open and say, no, we we just have to learn differently and be kind and be kinder to each other. And, and, and it starts at home. Yeah. And I hope with us, it, we are giving our children the tools that they need so they can be successful. And that's really what I've learned through therapy is these are just tools to help myself to then help my children so that they can be better humans for themselves and the community at a large. That's great. Gabriel, did you did you wanted to make a comment? Okay, I there we absolutely go. agree with everything that you just said, Rosalba. I, what, what, what I kept thinking about, what kept coming back to me was the old Latin proverb, echale ganas, ponte las pilas. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. just so, so prominent just in our culture. Growing up, yeah. having a rough day, ponte las pilas, echale ganas. You're going through a breakup, echale ganas, keep so your head up. So with that comment, I want to bring up the toxic positivity, right? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. people like some of us in the room have dealt with depression, and I'm going to be very vulnerable here. I had a really rough time right after, in between the last president and COVID. It was like re- like another thing, and then the mm-hmm. earthquake, and then the... Anyway, mm-hmm. and I remember telling some of my family members, I am really depressed. Pero por qué? Like, wh- why? Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, mm-hmm. sometimes I didn't understand why I was depressed. I just felt like that. And it was hard for me to explain. Well, I, I mean, sometimes we don't have those explanations. Mm-hmm. Feelings sometimes don't have words. They just they just are felt. Yeah. So toxic positivity. And I want Gina to mention what are the things that you should not tell people that are trying to seek help look for a therapist, open the conversations about mental health. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the main things is just listen. Uh, Don't judge. Mm -hmm. So don't be too quick to say what you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. positive. Too much positivity, right, Right. in the the wrong concept. El echale ganas. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. So uh, one thing is just be open, right? Uh, This is especially for parents, right, not to shut your kids down uh, within your family, right? Uh, and this is really difficult for Hispanic parents. Yes. Uh, because like, sh- like you mentioned, right, uh, we are constantly trying to prove to ourselves and society that we, can, we, we are okay to be here, that we have the right to be here. Uh, and because of that, we, we feel trapped. So just parents being open, you know, uh, not 
like saying, no hables de eso, or we don't talk about these things, just keep it to yourself and shape up, or, you know, you, los hombres no lloran, mm -hmm. or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, in general, right, the community in itself needs to understand that we've just gone through a very difficult transition socially, right? Yes. Like the pandemic, right? Exactly. COVID has really left a lot of sequelas, right? Exactly. Behind. And mental health is not an exception to that. Uh, and because of that, right, we have so many other dynamics in the families, like domestic violence, substance use, uh, you know, that will interfere with seeking the help that we need. Mm -hmm. So actually just being there and present, mm -hmm. um, you know, allowing the person to say what they need to say and just holding the space, mm -hmm. I think, is more important than anything. Mindful, mindfully listening. Mindfully listening. Not, not listening to fix you. Okay, I am listening to a person, and I'm already like, okay, le voy a decir que le haga así, que haga así, que esto. No, you're not really listening. Absolutely. I think that's very important, Gina. Now, do you have any coming events coming up that um, are going to have like a discussions about how to I think I saw something on Facebook it might have been another organization but do you ever have any workshops or open houses so people not only get to know that you are providing these services in Spanish but to loudly say we are here to help yes so we do have a support group uh, in the evenings on Tuesdays okay uh, that meets at 7 p.m. in the West Jordan office Uh, that we have, and it's open to the public. Anyone can go. It's in Spanish. You know, it's everyone brings different topics. They talk. It's a safe space. Uh, we also are going to start a teen, teen group on Fridays, uh, the 14th of uh, tomorrow. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh, it's next week. So, <laughs> so take notes, parents. Tell yes. us about this program. Yes. So they're going to be talking uh, about anxiety and depression. So they're going to be supporting uh, teens with skills needed to be able to deal with, with these two more, more than prevalent uh, mental health mm -hmm. problems that we are facing right now mm -hmm. in our youth mm -hmm. and children. So They're going to be doing this with them, and what they'll be doing is teaching them skills, interventions, you know, just giving them the space to be able to open up and express themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is ran by uh, the two interns that we have right now, uh, BSWs from the University of Utah, and we also have the, the manager for the skills counseling program that will be facilitating that. Fantastic. So we will be sharing all this information in the show notes. Do you want to uh, mention the phone number? Yes, absolutely. So the phone number to call is 801-915-0359. Uh, and that will take you directly to our customer service uh, team. And then the address is 7625 South and 3200 West. Uh, the group is taking place on suite number two in the bottom floor. And it's in West Jordan. So. Wonderful. En Español. En Fabulous. Mm -hmm. This is so important because maybe some youth are listening and they're like, I don't want to talk to my mom about this. Well, mm -hmm. guess what? There is a space for you that yes. is safe. I'm going to move on to uh, music. And we're also going to transition into ways of expressing 
these feelings through art, music, and more. And I'm uh, back with you, Jean-Pierre. Thank you. Tell us about uh, this next song. And if you want to make a comment about this conversation, by all means, yes, go for it. Because you're, so you're originally from Chile, right? I'm originally from Chile, yes. So is like mental health a topic that, that families talk about in Chile or no? Definitely, yes. It is. It's in the oh. culture. I mean, you know, uh, well, but, you know, the stigma is that, you know, you're a man you cannot cry so okay. I mean it is there and it's um, also um, I was just thinking about because today we, we my wife we were reading about how also the cosmos part of it like uh, I'm not sure if it's the, the holistic part that would be something that Jerusalem knows more about it how the, cha the planets are changing and affects also <laughs> when you're an empath and stuff like that um, yeah Mercury uh, in retrograde right? exactly Yes. So, <laughs> so um, but in Chile, yes, uh, it is still, I mean, it, it is something that, uh, m you know, I immigrated to the U.S. when I was 19 years old. That was about 22 years ago. So um, uh, back then, it used to be like that. I'm pretty sure it has changed a lot, and people are more like, a, uh, there's more consciousness about, you know, being more careful when you're talking to somebody. No, only you say something that might actually, um, you know, determine what that decision the decision that a person is going to take like a, be a good listener like you were telling before it would be for parents it would be a really good uh thing to apply because sometimes you just want to come up with the solution oh yes. i got the solution for you yeah but you haven't heard the the bottom of the problem you don't know what is actually happening with that person and it could be something that uh, whatever you say it could be you know determine the direction of that situation so it's something that um we should take it with really i mean uh, step back a little bit mm -hmm. try to listen and find out what is actually going on. And then if you don't have an answer for it, don't try to make it up. Just find resources. I mean, this find, great Go to the experts, here. right? Exactly. Well, and thank you. Thank you, Jean-Pierre, for that comment. And uh, it's good to, well, it's not good to know that Chile also has this, this thing. But I think all Latin America, we need to really start talking about this topic, no matter where we're from. Exactly. Tell us about this next song. You know, this song is a really beautiful song. It was a uh, part of the movie Encanto. Um, and it's uh, played by the Jatra. Um, what's his first name? Sebastian. Sebastian, Sebastian Thank Jatra. you. Yeah, I get them all in the Colombia. We have somebody <laughs> from Colombia here, so he knows. And I hope you enjoy this song. Um, it's a beautiful song, and kids love it when they hear it. <laughs> and the name of the song is? Dos Oruguitas. Okay, Dos Oruguitas, only here on Radioactive with John Pierre. Thank you. Oruguitas enamoradas pasan sus noches y madrugadas llenas de hambre siguen andando y navegando un mundo que cambia y sigue cambiando navegando un mundo que cambia y sigue cambiando Dos oruguitas paran el viento mientras se abrazan con sentimiento siguen creciendo no saben cuándo buscar algún rincón el tiempo sigue cambiando inseparables son y el tiempo sigue cambiando Oruguitas 
seguirás, vienen milagros, vienen crisálidas, hay que partir y construir su propio futuro. Hay oruguitas, no se aguanten más, hay que crecer, aparte y volver, hacia adelante seguirás, vienen milagros, vienen crisálidas, hay que partir y construir su propio futuro. Oruguitas desorientadas en dos capullos bien abrigadas con sueños nuevos ya solo falta hacer lo necesario en el mundo que sigue cambiando tumbando sus paredes ahí viene nuestro milagro nuestro milagro nuestro milagro nuestro milagro Mariposas, no se aguanten más, hay que crecer, aparte y volver, hacia adelante seguirás, ya son milagros, rompiendo crisálidas, hay que volar, hay que encontrar su propio futuro, hay mariposas, no se aguanten más, hay que crecer, aparte y volver, Hacia adelante seguirás, ya son milagros, rompiendo crisálidas, hay que volar, hay que encontrar su propio futuro. The Utah Film Center and KRCL present Black, Bold and Brilliant, a series of events that highlights issues affecting the black community as seen through the lens of film and media. The next event, on October 15th, will discuss the rise of black and POC voices in queer and transgender cinema at the Damn These Heels Queer Film Festival. More information at utahfilmcenter.org. KRCL's Fall Radiothon starts this Friday, October 14th, and we could use a hand taking donations. If you're decent with computers and can use a phone, we'd love your help. It's as easy as picking up that phone and saying, can I take your donation? Volunteer during your favorite show or anytime. Go to krcl.org for more information and to sign up. See you soon. Welcome back to Radioactive. Just on this last session of our program today, we have been talking about mental health resources in our community and our communities and of course, live music from Jean-Pierre, and we'll talk at the very end about what's happening. But in the studio today, we also have a fantastic guest, <laughs> a colega, ¿verdad? Jorge Rodriguez from, you introduce yourself. Uh, hi, my name is Jorge. One second. Okay. There we go. Uh, my name is Jorge Rodriguez. I am here representing Artes de México in Utah. Welcome, Jorge, and uh, Artes de México in Utah. Reach out to me with Film Mexico, right? Because there is something amazing that is happening next month. And Correct. tell us about it. Well, uh, first of all, I want to talk a little bit first about um, our celebration uh, ceremony, uh, our award ceremony for um, the Sor Juana Prize for Poetry and Prose. Uh, that is happening at the Museum de Leonardo down in Salt Lake City this Tuesday uh, from 530 
Um, and it's open to the public. Uh, we're going to be awarding all of the winners for the uh, um, poetry uh you know, convocations. We're going to be hearing some live poetry, some short stories being written by both um, people who are, you know, Spanish speakers and people who are, who speak Spanish as a second language. And so there's going to be a total of eight awards and it's going to be fantastic. They'll also be mentioning some of the winners for Latinarte, which is done in collaboration with the Mexican consulate and Artes de Mexico in Utah. Um, the Sor Juana Prize is also uh, awarded through the consulate, through Artes de Mexico in Utah, through um, Utah Humanities, and in collaboration with the Salt Lake Community College Community Writing Center. So it's a big, uh, it's a big deal. It's the only one of its kind in the state, and uh, it's going to be a fantastic thing. We invite everybody to come and uh, visit us. Uh, and then to touch upon what you were talking about, uh, Film Mexico is happening next month, November 10th through the 17th at the um, Broadway Center Cinemas. It's a program that is done through the Salt Lake Film Society in collaboration with Artes de Mexico in Utah, um, the Mexican Consulate, and many other organizations. And uh, they're going to be showcasing some fantastic films this year. Um, and so they're open for the... Uh, for the public. Is it 10 movies or 12? I, I believe it's 10. I I don't have the full program yes. in front of me, but yeah. And the amazing thing about this um, event is that all the movies are from Mexico, made by Mexican directors, producers, etc. So it's like our, 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 our version of Sundance, and we would like to invite everybody. All the movies have subtitles, mm -hmm. so it's not like, well, I don't speak Spanish. I, w I don't want to go. Well, and, and also a really interesting opportunity is that you get to meet people who worked on the film, directors, mm -hmm. actors, uh, producers, and, you know, and it's a fantastic experience. You'll get to see some of the, the, you know, up front, you'll see some of the ideas that they had when making the work. The films are, are always fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, Salt Lake Film Society and all of the collaborators spend a lot of time making sure that the, the movies that are shown are going to be you know well received but also worth you know the effort of going to the theater it's it's fantastic work and um, we encourage people to, to participate mm -hmm. I love films uh, Jorge and I've attended this event and it is pretty amazing how much you see about your life reflected on other people that, that it could be in like Oaxaca moving Oaxaca I also saw that there are some movies that are going to be silent and in my opinion, those are so powerful because they engage the other senses. You re it really cuts your attention because there's no dialogue. So you're really you really get into what is happening, right? Yeah, I mean, think of some of the movies that you've watched where it's all it is is just a scene, mm -hmm. or like uh, like emotions, or something is happening, and there's no real dialogue in the scene. And how impactful, how powerful a scene like that can be. So having a movie with that in mind, I mean, for the directors and for the people who worked on it, I imagine it was a like a fantastic challenge. But um, from what I understand, they did a fantastic job with that. So uh, I'm very excited for this year's uh, showcases. I am very excited too, and. Probably people that are listening to the show right now are going, well, you were talking about mental health. What does this film have to do, or poetry? I think it has to do with everything. Right. Because, well, because there, there's many ways for people to express those feelings. And Well, and also there is a film that is being showcased, uh, which is called, uh, I believe, Mending the, the Heart. And it's a fantastic documentary. It's a short documentary um, uh, done by a Mexican uh, director. She is really intelligent. And this film actually talks about 
the mental rec recovery for a group of children living in a zone in Mexico City. Um, so basically what happened in 2017, there was a massive earthquake, 8.9, I believe, on the Richter scale. And uh, Mexico City was devastated. And um, the outskirts, the areas outside of the main city where people are most impoverished uh, tended to be the ones that suffered the most mm -hmm. and had the least amount of you know recovery um, given to them. And so what a group of artists did is they brought a workshop to families, to children in that area. And that what this, that's what this documentary is about is, you know, uh, this workshop, how it affects the children there and some of the reactions and some of the ways that these kids use art to mend their own hearts after this humongous tragedy. So it totally ties into this, this idea. Yes, of mental health and talking about that. Um, I love Artes de Mexico and Utah, and I am very excited about Film Mexico because I want to invite all these families that are listening to um, us tonight to go there, and maybe you'll see a lot of, and maybe those can be conversation starters. I don't know. Um, art is a beautiful way to really channel those emotions. Maybe, you know, get their kids coloring or painting or writing poetry. You know, poetry is so, I, I, I say that poetry is the language of the soul. So I just love that you came and share those events with us, Jorge. Uh, Gina, do you want to uh, just say something about, you know, your organization? Tell people again where to find you, how to contact you. Yes, absolutely. So if you need our services uh, for mental health or any type of support, uh, you can find us at 7625 South and 3200 West uh, in West Jordan. And our phone number is 801-915-0359. Um, and we do speak Spanish, so mm -hmm. don't be afraid to call. En español también. Yes, todo en español. Muy bien, Gina. <laughs> well, thank you for coming to Radioactive. Gabriel, you want to say some uh, a message to the men that are listening tonight? Yeah, abs absolutely. I think my um, parting message to to all my 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 fellow men out there um, is to just connect with someone, um, even if it's at a pain level. Open up. Try to be more vulnerable. There's no there is no shame in talking about your feelings and emotions. So. Yeah, I challenge my guys out there to open up, open todo up more. Todos los Latinos. Todos escuchan. los Latinos. Open up a little bit more. Thank you for that, Gabriel. Rosalba. Um, you can find me at Murray City. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am on the socials. And, you know, I always, I, I see myself in a role of, like, being the vessel for, for if you need resources. I don't hold this position as it's mine. Mm -hmm. It's the communities and the community being the Latino communities mm -hmm. and really just opening yourself up to, you know, there are, we, we are of a gen, we are the generation of more from our own families and our own parents. And it's okay to be a little bit kinder to yourself and to them in that transition and just saying, you know, they didn't know. And it, that's okay too. You know, and it's okay to find your healing in that process of the just, they didn't know. And it's not they didn't know better. They just didn't have the resources or the opportunities that we've been presented with. And it's okay to share them as well. Thank you for saying that. And uh, before we move into the last song with Jean-Pierre, I just want to say that it's very important, also not individuals, but as a community to heal. 
we've been hearing that word quite a bit after COVID. I'm healing or I'm healing or, you know, I'm doing this practice that's helping me heal. That is also something that we can do as a community. How do we do that? By sharing the resources available, by inviting people, by reminding the people that there's no shame in having this. This is like having diabetes or having cholesterol or other, you know, disabilities. This is an unseen disability that exists, is real, and it's, you know, we need to break those stigmas. Okay, well, next time on Radioactive, Friday, October 14, day one of Radiothon with Aldine, KRCL's Punk Rock Farmer, and KRCL's Eric P. Nielsen and Shell Yeah. Tune in for a great playlist to go along with True Tales of the Agri-Hood and call 1-800-801-359-9191 to become part of our listeners' community, Radio of Utah, during the show. You got a story you like to share on the show or an issue you like to cover, us to cover? Somehow you like to hear on Music Meets Activism, you can record a voice memo on your smartphone and then email it to radioactive at krcl.org. Keep it under three minutes and be sure to include a name and phone number in the messages. This was host Ma Black for executive producer, host Laura Jones. We miss you, Laura Jones. And we're going to wrap things up with John Pierre again and his music. And you get to be my guest on Night Estéreo. That's correct. Yes. yes. So um, <laughs> I'm going to share everything on the show notes and tell us what is this last song for our show. Yes, I just wanted uh, to uh, share out, um, my, my contact information so you guys can follow me on my social media under uh, www.jeanpiermusic.com. You spell it like J-E-A-N-P-I-E-R-R-E music.com, okay? Uh, then it's all my upcoming gigs, uh, so I invite you guys to come and, and check it out. The next song is um, it's a song that unites us. It's a song that talks about um, how, you know, we can become one without no religion, without no, I mean, you just become one. It's, it also talks about, about being in this country. So you will recognize this song. It goes something like this. It's called Imagine. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us only sky Imagine all the people living for today Imagine there's no countries It isn't hard to do Nothing to kill or die for Another religion too Imagine all the people Living life in peace You, you might say I'm a dreamer 
I hope someday you'll join us And the world will be as one Imagine no possessions I wonder if you can And if we're greed or hunger Brotherhood of men Imagine all men I hope someday you'll join us 